You're listening to Comedy Central. How not to get shot mm -hmm. and other advice for <laughs> white people. Yeah. Well, Where it, did the book come from? Well, I was on Megyn Kelly's show. Remember when she was at Fox before she stopped being a racist and moved to NBC? <laughs> <laughs> And we had this heated uh, argument, uh, you know, because th there's never been, I think America has never seen a young black uh, man or woman killed by the police that they were so appalled they were driven to action. And it was a very frustrating conversation. Rather than get frustrated, I just, I wrote a book about it. And you wrote the book from the perspective of somebody who's taking the advice that you've right. seen doled out by white people repeatedly after a shooting or after an incident. It's, it's always advice on what black people are doing right. wrong. Well, white people have been getting advice since we first got here. So, uh, right. you know, I figure they're adept at it. Um, but it's like, when I hear these things, like th th these nonsensical arguments, like, like white supremacists, this, we want our country back. Like, as I recall, when you had the country to yourself, you invited us to the party. Like, we didn't... We didn't, <laughs> we didn't book a cruise here because we heard they was hiring. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Get on the boat, they're hiring in America. <laughs> it's just, you know, people have these warped notions of what uh, they would do and if you, if you would just cooperate or if you would, but uh, I think that ultimately people just aren't comfortable, uncomfortable with black uh, uh, people or people of color being killed by the police. They're just, they, they, I think they, they think that that's how it's supposed to go. No one likes uh, to see a cow uh, uh, mutilated, but they don't mind eating a steak. Do you think that, I mean, that, that speaks to, in many ways, you know, Black Lives Matter and sure. what, what the conversation was about is that we've gotten so used to seeing black bodies traumatized right. that as people, you know, both black and white, we have lost the notion of what the value of a black person is. Well, like, to a certain extent, like, you, you know, I don't you know saw... that we can say America ever had it. But, like, that's, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's, 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 that's really, like, even now when the football players are on a strike, everybody goes, don't do that when we're... Well, we, there's a time and a place to do it, but the only time white people watch black people is if we're singing, dancing, running the football. Like that's like the, the other times they're not gonna pay particular, particularly pay attention to us. And I think nobody has more uh, invested in uh, black people uh, being treated fairly than football players. Like because right. if you're big, you're black, you're fast, you're strong, that great, that works great on Sunday, but on Monday. <laughs> That's like, you're in it's, the wrong place. <laughs> it's the reason they acquit. Right. You had, you had an encounter with the police when you were, what, eight, eight years old? Well, eight that years was your old. First, that was your first encounter with My, the police? Yeah, I was eight years old. I grew up on 135th and Avalon. I'm coming from, um, I'm coming, um, uh, from uh, school, getting a free lunch in the summer, and the police pull up, and they uh, pull up me, to me and my friend, and they're asking us questions about a cat that lives in my neighborhood. And they're like, where is he? And like, we don't know. And they're like, put your hands on the car. And I said, sir, this car is hot. And he said, nigga, if you take your hands off this car, I'm gonna blow your head off. Now, I'm eight years old. Flash to, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago when a young kid in Chicago, 10 years old, is handcuffed and peeing on himself. Right. Uh, and, and I think that that was my first experience, in those, and I'll never forget it, and I'm sure he never will either. Right, and that, that, that shapes a relationship sure. that people have. And, and you know, it's funny, I, I always try and have this conversation with people where I go, the shootings that you see are generally like the last straw. That's, that's like the final mm -hmm. step, but there is so much along the way. You see so many right. people having these interactions with police. When, when you move through the book and when you, when you talk about these things, there's, there's one theme I notice you have, and that is talking about police interacting with black people who have disabilities, sure. with black people who may have mental disabilities sure. or mental issues. And in the book you talk about, you, 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 you dedicate the book to your son. Yes, who, my son is, has Asperger's syndrome. And he's a very fit kid. And, uh, you know, and my, my concern, I think, 
Like when people say, like people always say, teach your children to be afraid, to, to respect the police. I think black people teach our kids to, to fear the police. It's like they're going outside. They, I want you to don't look them in the eye. Don't move fast. Right. Don't, don't run. Dad, I'm not going so far. No, you're going to the driveway. So, right, uh, right, right. I think that, that, that we, we, we've tried to instill a sense of fear in them because we don't want anything to happen to them. But you're more likely to be hurt or killed or have a negative interaction with the police if you're mentally, emotionally, or physically handicapped. That what, just, what, they get shot more. Why do you think that worries you more for your son as, as someone who has Asperger's? Because I think that sometimes my son has a hard time listening to me. I think, I think first off, when you're a, little, when you're a young man, uh, you can't listen to instructions anyway. So I don't even know if it has anything to do with him having a mental disability. <laughs> <laughs> a kid, but, um, but I, I, the fear is that you don't want them to see that as defiance. And right. defiance costs, like in America, it's okay for somebody to get killed if, if they're defiant. They'll go, well, why, why, did you, why didn't you just do what they said? Why were right. you defiant? Why did you talk? And uh, you never want, to, to, I don't want to be one of those guys who's showing pictures so I can humanize my son. Um, and so I always try to sit and sense a, 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 a sense of fear in him. But uh, ultimately, the, the book is just, uh, you know, it really is not an indictment as a society, it's an inspection of it. When you look at the book from cover to cover, mm. what do you hope people will take away from it? Because some might say, but like, DL, I, I, I already know this, this morbid world that we're living in. I already know the harsh realities. Like, what am I getting from the book that I may not be getting from everyone else's conversations well, first right first off, a laugh, because it's very funny. I know it doesn't seem like it right now. Quite. <laughs> but, but second, I think that you'll, you'll recognize some things. The, the, the only way that we can guarantee that there are not these, like, we can't keep having these kinds of things happen and everybody kind of go, that's the way things are. Um, because we can't pretend to be a society. You can't say in a society that um, we're all about justice and you're innocent to proven guilty, but an officer can summarily uh, uh, slaughter someone on the streets and, and no one being brought to account. Even if we know that they did it, like Philando Castile, he didn't break the law, we saw what happened, right. we weren't uncomfortable with it. I, I tell you what, the most dangerous place for black people to live is in white people's imagination. Like it's never the guy they see. It's not the black guy, it's the black guy in Chicago. It's the black guy they saw right. on the news, it's the black guy on the video. Like, I'm scared of the black dude in their imagination. Like, I hope, <laughs> I hope I never meet him. You know what, that's a powerful observation because, I mean, that, that really is it. It's, it's more the idea of the right. black man than the actual black man. It's, it's an idea that's being perpetuated through whatever it might be, Even the news if you look or screen at or... What happened with Trump and Obama, everything they said about him was made up. He, he doesn't belong here, he's a Muslim, he wasn't born here, he hates America, he's really a terrorist. Right. And people believed it. They believed it because the, 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 the idea of us is much more impact, impact, impactful and fearful than the reality of us. And, and, and you get to do it. You get to, like, if there's a shooting in Chicago, they'll say, well, you know, 75 people were killed in Chicago. And that's an indicator. Well, most black people don't live in Chicago, but that is what we get indicted with. Right, right, a right. A bunch of well, white kids get killed with opiate. We don't say that those are all white kids. Right. But you, you get to paint us with one bri brush, and it, it becomes our story. And, and like, a, I remember Stephen Clark got shot in Sacramento and they pointed to Chicago. I'm like, I, I need a new schoolhouse rock edition because I don't even know, <laughs> like, I, don't, I didn't even know they were that close. How do you, how do you, how do you use comedy? I mean, all comedians have different um, tools and, you know, coping mechanisms, but it's interesting that you say this funny in the book. Like, how do you, how do you respond to someone who says, but, but DL, is there anything funny in this? No, but it's ironic. It's ironic. Just like the things you hear, like now, now there's this argument. First off, uh, this whole uh, week has been hilarious to me. Like Amarosa is dropping more tapes than Lil Wayne. Like, right. she, she, 
Man. But, but there's an argument as to whether Trump really said the N-word on tape. Like, that, like that's what we need. Because we, 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 we heard him admit to sexual assault on tape. Right. Um, we heard him. And, and, I, and I always make the point that, that like, white people are in a poor position to judge what racism is, because they've been so horrible at it before. Like, right, slavery right, right. wasn't racist, Jim Crow wasn't racist, those monuments to, to racists weren't racist. So that's like a, a rapist decide what rape is. Do you know what I mean? You right. can't. And, Which and, is what the, 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 the kid from Stanford tried to do, actually. Right. Yeah, he said <laughs> right. it was out of course, funny and they, enough. And they get to do it. And just like all these, like now they're saying, like whenever the N-word argument comes up, white people go, well, you say it in hip hop all the time. Like, hip like, the, the N-word has been the American lexicon since the early 1700s. Hip-hop been around since 1975. Like, what, what came first, nigga or the Sugar Hill Gang? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get how even that's a real argument. Right, right, right. <laughs> but they'll have that argument. Well, you say it all the time. Like, as if the first, not only has, um, am I certain that Donald Trump has said it, I'm certain that if the tape comes out, it'll be his campaign, his re-election campaign slogan. I'm serious. I, I, there's nothing that he could say about somebody of color or that you could, there's nothing so horrible. Like, I can't stand Amarosa. I think she's a horrible human being. But you can't call her a dog. You could, if, if she, you can't, you can't. There, there is a way to have discourse and disagreements with people without being so barbaric. And, and I think when that all goes out the window when you're an other, when you're a person of color, you get to say and do whatever you want. And in the end, people go, oh, that's all right. Damn. Yeah. Thank you so much for being Thank on the you. show. How Not to Get Shot is available now. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.